You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is season one, episode number 50. Happy 50th, Crowley. Farewell, Jason Hayward. And Wilson Contreras, I am Dustin Rhodes, executive producer of the Mully and Haw Show on 670 The Score. Of course, it is your radio home for all things Cubs baseball. How you doing, Crowley, on this uh, first uh, little bit of snow in the uh, Chicagoland area? Well, I'm doing better than anyone from the 2016 Cubs right about now. So uh, don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast and follow all our socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter and Instagram. Fly the W on Facebook and fly the W670 at gmail.com. Well, Crowley, let's cut right to the chase. You just mentioned it. Uh, Kyle Hendricks is the uh, last of the Mohicans, if you will, or the last of the 2016 Cubs. As Monday, Hayward was granted his unconditional release. And then I guess uh, just a few minutes ago, no huge surprise, but Wilson Contreras rejected the $19.65 million qualifying offer from the Cubs. Yeah, Jason Hayward um, granted his release, and so he's free to do what he wants. Now he is owed $22 million by the Cubs next season. So, I mean, it, it, it's hard to believe that that time has passed that quickly. Uh, you know, I remember in 2015 when the Cubs were playing the Cardinals in the NLDS, uh, Jake Arrieta was otherworldly, unhittable. And the only one that could hit a home run off him in the postseason was Jason Hayward. And so I just remember 2016, just thinking to myself, you know, Hayward's out there. Everybody wants him. The, the Cardinals offered the top dollar amount, but he chose to go with the Cubs, you know, eight years, 184. And so, you know, there's a lot of bragging rights. You know, you knew the Cubs were on to something big when Hayward signed with the Cubs because, you know, traditionally people wanted to go to the Cardinals. It was considered a winning organization. And the fact that they offered more money and turned it down, I mean, uh, that was a huge deal. But, uh, you know, clearly Hayward um, struggled, especially that first season with the Cubs in 2016. He hit only 230 with seven home runs and 49 RBIs while leading the majors in percentage of soft hit batted balls, 27%. Um, he would win a gold glove. He won two gold gloves in right field in 2016 and 2017. Uh, he finishes up his Cubs career slash in 245, 323, 377 with six home runs and 289 RBIs. But I mean, it's it, when you when you talk about that slash line, obviously the average is not good. The on base is not good, but it's the slugging at 377. That's just so awful. Yeah, and that's it's the just, glaring. That's the really <laughs> glaring number out there. It jumps out. And I tell people I've been around a lot of baseball players in my life and, and some of the strongest baseball players I ever saw the most put together, Eloy Jimenez, uh, Jason Hayward. Jorge Soler. Those were three guys 
that when you went up to them, they were just cut like, like out of granite. And I just cannot imagine a hard hit ball rate of 27.1 and, and a slugging percentage of 377 when the guy has a chiseled body like that. It just blows the it mind. It just didn't make any sense. It, it, really, it really doesn't. And again, Jason Hayward, um, great teammate, great leader, great guy off the field. What he's doing in the community is outrageously excellent. Um, and those are going to be the things you got to remember him for. Um, you got to get over the fact that the Cubs paid him eight years on 184 million. If you said it was going to help you get a World Series, then it was well worth it, right? Yep. And and the and the thing that he will forever go down in Cubs lore is that speech in the locker room, reminding the players who they were, what they've done to get there, and to finish the job. The the calming presence that he had in that locker room sometimes you have those quiet leaders the ones that lead by example that teach you how to do the right things and jason hayward did all that and 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 so all the memorabilia that i have signed by him photos um baseballs all of them are signed with the speech underneath because that 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 is his legacy to chicago cubs baseball well, I know that's how we want to remember him, Crowley, and that's probably how we should remember him, Crowley. But do you think, I'd even give it five years. I, how about the Cubs convention? On a Saturday night, if we were walking through the Cubs convention, just doing like a, a man on the street, if you will, how will you remember Jason Hayward? you think the reaction would be the speech? Every, I think out of 90... Well, some people are going to say disappointing contract. But I well, think I think people you, might say $184 million. Right, the guy I, who didn't live up to the contract. I just wonder, you know, how far removed we get away from 2016, and maybe the Cubs convention is a bad is a bad place to take that poll because the people at the Cubs convention are are P ones, right? Yeah. They are they are the the diest uh, the diest of diehard, if that's even the right word to use. They are they are the top of the heap, if you will. I just wonder if. The speech will be remembered, or the underperforming contract, or the old joke like, um, you know, maybe he should have changed his number to forty-three because he always grounded it out, you know, to four-three. Um, if you're scoring at home, that kind of thing. So I, I just find it curious how exactly he'll be remembered the farther and farther and farther we get removed from 2016. I I, I, st- I still think it's going to be the speech. I, again, it, it, it's it, he, you know, it's on everything that he autographs. Everyone always asks him for that, all the memorabilia. Um, I, I think that people still ask about that speech, you know, that that rain delay, that speech. I mean, Game Seven, and I, and I remember they were talking about maybe making a movie of that 2016 Cubs scene, but that that's the moment, and that's his moment when he stepped up and shined. So I think all in all, it's always going to be what happened in that locker room, in that weight room, uh, when that rain came down, how, you know, that, that image of uh, Araldis Chapman crying on the bench and the rain coming down and, and somebody stepped up. I think that's going to be the everlasting memory of Jason Hayward in my mind. Well, I hope so. He probably deserves that to be the memory and not the $184 million and not the three seventy seven slugging. Something we talked about today on the Mully and Haw show was – you know, Jason Hayward's future. Will he be on a major league roster in late March, early April of 2023? And could that new home be with the White Sox? What would the White Sox have to lose to bring in a leader and a gold glove caliber defensive guy? What would they have to lose in doing that? And I'm sure Hayward would like to stick around town 
um, potentially play for a team that's going to compete and keep an eye on his foundation. You know, it's, it's just a thing that the White Sox have a lot of outfielders. You know, they have a glut of outfielders. I think that's, that's the problem. Um, Jason Hayward hasn't, uh, last time he won a gold glove was in 2017. So, I mean, he's still a very good defender, probably not what he was at his peak. Um, I, I think people will offer contracts, but I mean, it's just, it's going to be hard because I don't think that there's just a huge demand out there for him. You know, he's not going to want to take like a minor league assignment, right? He's going to want to make an invitation to major league, uh, camp. So if, if the White Sox are willing to go that route, that's fine. I just, I don't see that happening. I'd, I'd be surprised if Jason Hayward was playing major league baseball come, um, April. All right, well, one guy we know is going to be playing baseball in 2023 and beyond is Wilson Contreras. We just now know, what, 98% sure, Crowley, at this point, that Wilson Contreras will not be a Cub in 2023? Wilson and the Cubs have shocked us before, but it just really is improbable that he would be back. He is very 98.8% chance he's played his last game as the Cub, with a Cub. Um he rejected the $19.65 million qualifying offer. Everybody knew that before it was even before the, the offer was offered and, and all along there was no doubt. So he's a free agent. Um, he was 14 years with the Cubs. So when you think about that 14 years with the Cubs, I mean, that's just, you know, that's more probably more than half his life. You know what yep. I mean? And so the Cubs now will receive a draft pick, uh, you know, after competitive balance round B, uh, easiest way to put it is after the second round of the draft, the Cubs will get an extra draft pick. Um, but Wilson, you know, three-time All-Star, 2016 World Series champion, he signed as an international free agent in 2009 and he worked his way. I mean, it, it didn't come easy for Wilson. He wasn't the guy that was always on the top of the you know, no. prospect. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. And you think about his time. This is, you know, a lot of the guy, a lot of the teams that he played for are no longer affiliated with the Cubs. He played with the Boise Hawks and uh, close by me at the King County Cougars and the Daytona Cubs. Um, but 2015 with the Smokies was his breakout year. He was the minor league player of the year. And not long after that, he makes his major league debut on June 17th, 2016. If people recall, he hit a two run homer on the first pitch of his first major league at bat. Only 30 players in the modern MLB game have done that. And so what a way to burst on the scene. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, there's so many. You know, we talked about Jason Hayward a second ago about how he will be remembered. There are so many memorable moments for Wilson Contreras. It'd be hard even to put together a top five. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right. And when you think about Wilson Contreras and, you know, it's just the passion. Everybody knew the passion with what he played with. He wore his emotions on his sleeve. Uh, and, and, and he excited the, the fan base. And so when you think about everything, whether it was home runs or whether it was his back pick or throwing runners out at second, uh, you know, I, you know, you talk about, I was thinking about all the great plays in Wilson's career. 
he was the one with Javi Baez. When Javi was going back and forth against the Pirates, it was Wilson that snuck in at home plate. Or the bat flip against the uh, White Sox that he basically flipped to the moon. Um, I mean, just so many great memories that you think about it. And, and think about the trust and the faith that the Cubs did have him. He, he, made, he was the starting catcher for Game 7 of the World Series. So I mean, as a rookie, right? I as mean, a right? As a rookie, as I mean, it's not it's not a big deal that he was the starting catcher in Game Seven. It's what his experience level was at that point. Unbelievable! And then in 2021, I know this. You don't put too much stock in it, but he caught the first combined no hitter in team history. That uh, that was. I, I just I just if you're not watching the I just rolled my eye. <laughs> Whipty freaking do again. When you have to put the word in front of the no hitter, it's not a no hitter. Okay, but we'll the, argue the, about that later. The Zach Davies, Ryan Tapera, Andrew Chafin, and Craig Kimbrell combined no-hitter. I put it in front. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he had a career slash of 256, 349, 459, 117 home runs, 365 RBIs. When you take a look at, at the list of Cubs catching greats, uh, Wilson is definitely on that list. You know, there, there's, you know, it's him and Jody Davis that really kind of, especially when you talk about the offensive numbers, are at the top of those lists. So um, just, just, uh, it, it was an honor to watch him play. Um, it, it's hard to think he's not going to be on the team anymore. Uh, the Tigers mentioned as being interested in Contreras, and so that would be interesting because that would reunite him with Javi. Um, the Astros, Astros as well, right? Astros are another team that uh, uh, is interested in Contreras. Listen, I, I hope for him and his family and his connections that uh, the $19.65 million he turned down from the Cubs will end up being tipping money for him. I, I just wonder at his age and what he's been through, what team is going to invest $100 million in him. I hope he gets it. He probably deserved it in the past. I don't know that he deserves it now. Uh, another guy, Crowley, that we know will not be playing for the Cubs, at least uh, in the next year or two, and not that we had a huge idea that he would, but the Cubs are looking to upgrade at first base, and that is Anthony Rizzo, who is sticking around with the Yankees. Yeah, funny, huh? It, the report comes out from Ken Rosenthal that the Astros identified Anthony Rizzo as their number one free agent target. And the very next day, the Yankees offer him a two-year contract, about $17 million a year with a $16 million buyout, $40 million guaranteed. But uh, Rizzo, you know, the Cubs offered him $70 million. Uh, before he left. He felt disrespected. He felt that um, with everything that he gave the Cubs and the fact that he kind of had a team-friendly deal for his prime years, he expected a little bit more. He didn't get that. And so at this point, he takes a look and and he bet on himself, and he's going to kind of pretty much come out the same, roughly around $65, $70 million, uh, when it's all said and done. But instead of you know watching the Cubs rebuild, he's been part of the Yankees teams that have had uh, postseason success. So have they had uh, postseason success? I mean, well, I, I mean, mean, I mean, I mean, they played in the postseason, but I mean, how much? I, I here, I just think, I just think Anthony Rizzo really miscalculated this. Now, I will give him credit because I gave crap to the other guys that, in my opinion, just ran for the biggest payday possible, <clears throat> Chris Bryant, um, and had no care about getting a ring 
or where they were in the in the big picture. So I'll give Rizzo credit for potentially chasing another uh, another World Series ring, um, but he could have been the next Mister Cub. He could have been an all-timer. He could have been a guy that had a statue that was part of the Cubs for forever. And he tore that down, and he maybe is going to make another extra million dollars out of it? Maybe? Uh, I think he's still going for another ring. And, 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 you know, the Yankees, when you saw them last season, you thought that that was a team that really, truly was a contender. And, I mean, they made it to the ALCS. Uh, you know, that's, you know, you're four games away from a World Series at that point. You, you know, would you want to sit around and watch what's happening now as far as the Cubs losing 80, 90 games a season? Or would you rather be with the winner? I don't, I, I think that us putting the stock into that, the Mr. Cub idea um, as fans, that's one thing, but, but players want to win. And, and there's a certain point in time where Rizzo was part of a large amount of bad losing teams with the Cubs uh, in 2013, 2014, yep. those kind of stuff. You, you want to do that again at the end of the career? You know, one, one ring is nice. But you, you want to go for more. And, and, you know, the Yankees were a lot of teams. You know, a lot of people picked them to potentially win the World Series. And, you know, if, if you put money on that in the beginning of the season last year for three quarters of the season, that looked like a pretty good bet. So, I you know, the statues and the this and that. How, how, how could you say that Rizzo maybe doesn't get a statue at Wrigley? Field? No shot. No shot. No shot. No shot, no shot. Someday we're going to have to sit down during this podcast or over beers and then bring it back to this podcast. You know, who from the 2016 Cubs will end up having their number and or a statue built in their honor? All I know is the last image that you see is the two arms up in the air, man. That's that that that's forever. And 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 who was the one at when they when they were playing? When all of a sudden I was at the banner raising ceremony, opening night 2017, and the the players each took a turn raising that flag, the 2016 World Series champions. And all of a sudden they started blasting out ACDC, long way to the top. Who was the guy walking out of there holding the trophy? All right, that's what I'm saying. I just think he he should have never left the Cubs, Crawley. He should have stuck around. I, I just. You know, if he really wanted a ring, then he should go, should have gone to the Astros. But guess what? The Astros probably weren't going to give him the kind of money that the Yankees were giving him. You know what Anthony Rizzo's got? Great representation. He's got a great agent that created this market for him that really might not have existed. But enough about Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> well, speaking of Rizzo in that World Series, that now leaves, like you said, Kyle Hendricks as the last of the World Series Cubs on the roster. That is, is so the- crazy. That is so crazy. <laughs> He's the one guy that did get the extension. Does David um, Ross count since he's the manager? Does that count? Maybe not. The last, how about the last active, active, player? active, active player. player. Okay. And so Hendricks did not pitch after the all-star break this year. So it's going to give him time to rest his shoulder. He's been focusing on strength and conditioning. Um, one thing that Patrick Mooney wrote about in the athletic uh, friend of the pod, he was actually our first guest ever on the podcast. Um, but Hedricks will start a driveline-style throwing program to increase his velocity. 2022 marked the lowest average velocity on his four-seamer and sinker. Um, you know, he was, he's been struggling in 2021, 2022 with velocity, 
And his ERA was above four in both of those seasons. 2021, he was at 477 ERA and 2022, 480 ERA. Here's the thing, Dustin, is that, you know, he relies on deception. And even though he never ever threw a ton of heat, when in 2016, he was throwing 91, 92. Okay. He's struggling now to throw 88, 89. And so with the driveline type programs that other people have been in before, uh, it's usually added about two miles an hour, which doesn't seem like a lot, but the more gap you can get between that fastball and singer and his changeup, it's going to make a difference. So, you know, Kyle Hendricks, this is really a make or break year for, I don't want to say make or break year, but you really wonder if he wants to continue working towards that next contract. Uh, this has got to be a big year for him.